0: welcome everybody to the skill development playbook podcast. I am your host coach t j This is season five episode number nine and today we are going to talk about ten reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix it ten reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix it uh before we get into before we dive right in uh y'all make sure to stick around after the episode I give you all my contact information. Uh, all my social media and and email and website and where you can find my book. I wrote a book that was released earlier this year and I give you all the information on how you can uh, download it or purchase that book. Um, so let's get right into it. We're going to jump right in. 10 reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix it. And this is going to be some great information for a player. If you're working by yourself, um, or for a parent or a coach or a trainer that that actually works with players, so i have like I say I have ten reasons uh they don't have to all you don't have to necessarily be experiencing all ten of these and maybe a few of them it may be one of them that that could that could um stop you from or hinder you from uh reaching your full potential, but I have ten reasons why your skill development could be lacking. Number one, this is really, really, really important. There is no true assessment. Number one, there is no true assessment. You have to make sure that you understand and that you know where you are as a player. Where is that player in relation to their skills and their abilities? Um, If they're in high school and they're wanting to play in college, do they lack the skills and the knowledge and ability to play in college? Um, If they're in elementary school and they're just starting off, you know, the, the, their assessment may be, or their expectations may be totally different. So you have to know where you are because typically every player has a goal or an objective that they want to reach in order to reach that goal or an objective, you have to know where you are. Um, so you have to know, you know, what, what skills you have, what skills you lack, what skills you need to be able to reach that destination or, to be able to achieve your goals. So the first thing you have to do is you you have to have a true assessment. Now, if you're a player and you don't you're not working with or you haven't hired a trainer or a coach, then you need to ask someone that you can trust. Uh someone that can give you a true assessment. Now, they may say some things that you don't want to hear, but it has to be something that's that's true uh that that is going to really help you reach your goal or your objective. So this could be your school coach. This could be your AAU coach. This could be your rec league coach. Uh, this could be uh, teammates, parent, or anybody. It could be a mentor, someone that, that you go to the gym and play against, and not, and not necessarily somebody your age, but someone that's older and understands the game that can really tell you, okay, well, these are these are the areas of your game that you excel in, and these are the areas of your game that you lack in. And then from there, we can roll into the second point, which is which is what I'm going to get into, and that's and that's putting together your plan. So, but uh, just to finish up right here, just you got to have a true assessment because you have to be able to know where you are as a player. So, number two uh, of ten reasons why your skill development is lacking is you don't have a plan. You you have no plan. You're just you know shooting in the wind. You know. <laughs> Um, so w- you have to have a plan. So once you, once you hit get an assessment and you know, areas of your game that you need to improve or enhance or maintain, then you have to put together a plan. Okay. So, and it has to be specific. It has to be attainable. Saying things like, I just want to get better. How can I, how can you put together a plan that's going to show or prove that, that you, that you got better? So it has to be something attainable. Um, you're putting together Putting together a plan and that could be something uh, something like, you know, buy your, you know, when you graduate you want a scholarship. Well, what is it gonna take for you to get a scholarship? Well, I need to make the varsity team. Well, what is it gonna take for me to make the high school varsity team? Okay, well, I'm gonna to need to have these set of skills. And if you are lacking in one or two of those skills, then that's where you want to start. You want to really put your effort and emphasis and, and focus into those skills. Those skills will give you a better chance of making a varsity team. Now that you're on a varsity team, your goals may be a little bit different. Okay, I need to see significant playing time. I need to be able to contribute to my team. Well, what do I need to do to contribute to my team? So then you go through those, and each of those goals or objectives that you're going through Will help you get closer to your goal of securing a, a scholarship or getting the opportunity to play at the next level, whether that's NAIA, whether that's the NCAA, whether it's JUCO, D three, D two, or even D one. So you have to put together a, a have to put together a plan. So, ten reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix it. Number one, you got to have a true assessment. You have to know where you are as a player, so you can reach your destination. Um, and so one way you could fix that is if you don't have an assessment, you need to talk to a coach, talk to a mentor, talk to your parents, someone that can give you a true assessment. Number two, you, you may not have a plan. So you got to put together a plan of how you're going to achieve your goal or your objective. Number three, you're unorganized, unorganized, not right now you're training. So. When you get ready to go to the gym and you're getting ready to improve on your skills, you're getting ready to work on your game, you have to know what it is that you're going to do. The best way to do that is to write everything out that holds you accountable. Uh, I heard a trainer say one time that's like writing out a contract because I know when I used to write out what I was going to do when I got to the gym, if I got halfway through and I'm like, man, I just don't, I just ain't feeling it today, um, I would feel off. I would feel off balance the rest of the day or the evening if i didn't finish if i quit i felt i actually honestly felt like a quitter because i knew i had this stuff wrote down and i didn't get through it so it holds you accountable so you have to write it out now when it comes to writing it out it doesn't have to be specific you don't have to put every particular drill on there you don't have to necessarily uh draw out a diagram just what you need to do is just let yourself know what it is that, that you're going to accomplish. So I like to write my, my sessions out in blocks. So if I know I'm going to work with a kid for 60 minutes, I may have a five-minute block for warm-up. I may have another five-minute block for uh, stationary ball handling. Then I may do 10 minutes of half-court drives or one-on-one moves or or. You know, how to score out a triple threat or how to attack closeouts or post up play or anything like that. And then I may do 30 minutes of shooting. And then the last 10 minutes, we may do uh, five minutes of finishing at the rim where we're just working on different finishes, not necessarily a move, but just getting the footwork down, working on finishing. And then we may spend another five minutes, you know, doing a free throw game or some type of competition. uh, When it comes to shooting or or passing or anything, just, you know, something, something competitive if I'm doing a one on one on one session. So you got to get organized. You got to write it out. You got to know what you're going to do. And it gives you a better pace to your training um, and, and it holds you accountable. So that's so that's very important. Number four, and this is big, I've been debating, my next, my next podcast episode will probably be on this topic. Um, number four, too many workouts and not enough development. So here's what I mean. There is a place, and I want everybody to understand when I said. There is a place for just workouts. Okay, there, there is a place for that. There is a place for development. And I'm not going to say that you just strictly do development. I'm geared more towards the development side, more of the teaching versus just to coming in and, and getting a good workout. But if you're a player, especially if you're working by yourself and you're doing a lot of the workouts, you you are, you know, if I come and, and see you doing your workout by yourself and you've got hurdles and, you know, uh, parachute and you jump roping and you're doing push ups and all that stuff is great. You're now into developing your athletic ability and your conditioning and not necessarily your skills. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but if that's the sole focus of your training of or what you consider to be your training, um then what's going to happen is you're developing Another area of your of your of your ability, of your talent, of your of your game and, and your skills are still going to lack. So. And and just like I tell all my kids, I work with no absolutes in basketball, so everybody is different in every situation. It's just it's relevant to the situation you're in. So but but we don't we want to we want to have a good balance of that. Me personally, I feel like if you are learning something or if you're struggling with something, you have to develop it. And sometimes that development may be I may I may have to do a lot of form shooting. I may have to do a lot of slow pace shooting if I need to develop or remove a bad habit I have with my shooting. And then once that becomes developed. Then I can get into going full speed. I can get into more of a workout. I can, I can come in and say, okay, man, I got 30 minutes. I got to really get myself good work. I got to get a good sweating. I got to work on my condition. I got to work on my endurance. That's cool then. But we got to make sure that we're not getting too much of just a workout and that we're actually developing our ability. We're actually developing our skills because – I I I really really feel like me personally the the perfect world is a player like a like a LeBron James great great athlete really good basketball player uh but then you have some players that are really good basketball players but they're not great athletes Michael Jordan was the perfect match or mesh of that he 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 encompassed three three things that that players uh, sometimes can't can't master. They, they can't master the skills. Some players can master the athletic ability, but can't master the skills. Some players can master the skills and not the athletic ability. But then you have some players that can master the skills and the athletic ability, but they can't master the mental aspect of the game. But Michael Jordan was able to master all three of those. Uh, he didn't fear anybody, didn't fear anything. And he had the athletic ability, He had the skills and he had the mental capacity to play at a high level. So even when later on in his career, when his athletic ability started to leave him, you can tell that he was skillful by the way that he played in the post, by his footwork. How he was, I believe he was 40 and and. And you still put up like 40 points or 42 points or something like that in Washington. So, you know, it's it's those type of things. So we want to make sure that we're not getting too much of a workout, but we're getting development or we're getting training. Um, So how you have to do that is you have to make sure that you're really spending time understanding what it is that you need to do with your skills to improve them and not just go to the gym with all this equipment. And you're just working out a jilly ladder. You know, run through the agenda ladder, pick the basketball up, go shoot a layup. You know, run through the agenda ladder, pick the basketball up, go shoot a layup. That's great, but that's more of a workout versus development. When you're when you're doing a drill like that, you're not really developing a skill. So, but anyway, I, I'll talk about that a little bit more in detail uh, in, in a future in a future podcast episode. Well, we'll really talk more about, about, the, about the trainers. All right, so 10 reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix it. Number one, no true assessment. Number two, no plan. Number three, unorganized, not writing out your training. Number four, too many workouts and not enough development. Number five, not evaluating your progress. This is huge, 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 huge. You have to evaluate your progress. Every time I work with a player, especially during the season, and this is kind of fun because typically um, I have a player come to me and we'll be working and doing our thing. And, and then the season start and they'll tell me they have a they have a game coming up, and I tell them good luck and you know, let me know how it go. And the next time I see them, I ask them, Well, how did the game go? Majority of the kids that I asked that, ask that question to they tell me, oh, we won or we lost. Or and I say, okay, well I need, how did you do? Oh, I did fine or I did pretty good. Or and I'm like, no, I need more specifics. You know, and this is important because before the season start we're working on skills that they need to be able to improve their playing time or just to play better or to crack the starting lineup or to make the team. But once the season starts, I have to evaluate their progress. So I'm evaluating what we do in practice and how it's relating over to a game. So if I've been working with a player on their shooting and, you know, it could be their their technique, it could be more mental or whatever it is, when I ask them, you know, how are you how did the game go? I want to know specifically what you did. So if they say I oh coach, I I played good. Okay, well tell me specifically what you did well. Oh, and then a lot of times they struggle. You know, they, they can't be real specific about what they and I have some players they can, but sometimes I have players that can't tell me specifically what they did well. It's they you know they struggle with that. They're like, I um um you know, I I hit a shot, you know, so you have to be able to evaluate your progress. So when I'm working with a player. I ask them how they did in the game. If I can't see them, I want specifics. What you struggle with, what you did well. When they tell me what they struggle with, now I adjust my training to work on that or those particular skills that they may be struggling with. They may say, Coach, I'm still struggling with handling the ball versus pressure. Or when I'm open, I can knock down shots. But when the defender is closing out, I'm missing shots. And then I know to adjust what we're doing to to combat that. Okay, If it's not in season and I'm working with a player, I'm always evaluating what we're doing. So if I'm working with a player, like for instance, I have a a young girl that's in seventh grade. We always finish our training like the last 10 to 15 minutes. Not now since it's in season, but like the last 10 to 15 minutes we play one-on-one. We play old school 21. Even though it's just two of us, we play 21. And I did that for a few different reasons. We could have just played to 10 or something like that, but we played 21 um, because I wanted to incorporate the free throws. But anyway, so what we do is we play one-on-one like the last 10 to 15 minutes. And that's my opportunity to evaluate her progress. Evaluate how she's doing. Oh, she's missing. She can she can go left if I'm if I'm not near, she'll go left and finish. But if I'm attached to her hip, she misses the left hand layup. Okay, why is she missing left? Oh, she's not going up strong. She's worried about her shot being blocked. She's getting off balance, or she make a move and if she gets the separation, she doesn't have confidence in pulling up, shooting the shot. She always take another dribble, or she tries to get close. It could be a number of different things. So then. We're able to work on that when we're we're in our session on the on the next week. So I'm always evaluating the progress. So if you're a player and you're working by yourself, and you're working on shooting, if you play pickup ball, you play AAU ball, you play you know you're in practice, you with your team, you have to evaluate what it is that you're doing, the progress you're making or lack thereof. So when you do go back into the gym and work on your game, now you know okay, well I need to pick this up. I need to continue to work on this. I need to hit that. I need to really hone in on this so I can get comfortable and more confident with my abilities. So you may not be evaluating your progress because if you're struggling, you may not know why. You know, so you got to evaluate everything that you're doing. And there's a technique to that, um, but you have to evaluate your progress. All right, moving on. Number six, neglecting the mental aspect of development. Ninety five. No, I'm gonna say ninety nine. Ninety nine percent of the players I work with when I when I talk to a parent, they tell me they lack confidence. They lack confidence because the skill. That they is the skill that they don't have, they don't want they don't want to perform that in the game because they don't they don't have the confidence to perform it to a certain level to where they can be successful. So if I'm a basketball player, if I'm a kid and I can't go left, I'm not going to dribble with my left hand. So if I can't dribble with my left, I'm not going to pass with my left. If I'm not going to pass with my left or I can't pass with my left and I can't dribble with my left, then I'm not going to shoot a left-handed layup. So now I've just cut off half of the court, Right. So now I've handicapped myself because I can only go one way. So you have, you 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 have these these skills that kids lack, and then they don't have confidence because they go left a couple of times, the ball dribbles off their foot, or a defender steals it, and then they lack the confidence to be able to dribble to their left, or if they if they're not good at dribbling at all. They don't want to dribble because they don't want the ball to be stolen, or they don't want to look silly. So they lack the confidence, and then to trying to get them to dribble is like it's like pulling teeth, or trying to get them to shoot if if they're not a good shooter. And, and players know they may not, you know, just come out and say, "Coach, I'm a terrible shooter," but they know if they can shoot the basketball or if they can handle the basketball. Um, and I get it majority of the kids to to be honest and tell me what they think about their skills, but the mental aspect is going, so a lot of times when I work with players, I'm not just helping them improve their skills, I'm helping them improve their mental capacity, their mental ability because you can have all the skills in the world, but if you don't have the confidence, then you you got an issue you have an issue uh that's how you see a lot of upsets from teams you know that that really shame been able to be in the game with a superior team. But as time went on, they gained more and more confidence. And next thing you know, um, at halftime, they're down four or five points. At the end of the third quarter, they may be up two or three points. And then in the fourth quarter, you got a dogfight. Those guys are, are are selling high because they feel like they have actually, actually have a chance to win. So you can't neglect the mental aspect. Now, if you're a player and you're working by yourself – this could be a little difficult. Me personally, when I work with a player, I tell the kids, "Don't worry about mistakes. It's okay. That's part of learning. You know, it's it's all good. I want to see mistakes. You know, I want to see you. I want to see you mess up. It's you're fine. You're on the right track. You're making progress. So they keep hearing these these things from me and say, "Oh, okay. Well, coach knows I'm gonna make mistakes in the beginning, so so it's cool. But if you're working by yourself," It's a little hard. It's a little harder to do that. So um, one thing that that I would suggest to a player is if you're working by yourself, you have to say some positive things to yourself. And I know it may sound silly, but you got to look at yourself in the mirror every day and tell yourself, hey, I'm going to be a great basketball player. I'm going to learn how to dribble my left hand. I'm going to be a great ball handler. I'm going to be a great shooter. And you have to just continue to tell yourself that over and over and over again. To where you start believing it, even when you make a mistake, even when you miss a shot, even when the ball is stolen from you, even when that, that offensive player scores on you, you have to continue to believe that overall you're going to be the player that you envision yourself being. So you gotta, you, gotta, you can't neglect the mental aspect of the development because like I said about the example with Michael Jordan, he had the physical, he had the skill, and he had the mental. And you have to have all three of those, um, in my opinion, to really separate yourself. So you have great athletes, great skill players. You have basketball players that got both of those. But then you have some other players that that got that mental aspect conquered where nothing can rattle them. They don't care about what's going on in the stands. They don't care if they miss 100 shots. They feel like number 101 is gonna is going to go in. They don't care if they're playing defense and, and the person they guard and get hot. They feel like that they're going to make the stop when it counts. So you have to be able to have that type of mental capacity. Um, but it's difficult. It's difficult to get if you if you have struggled – in basketball. So 10 reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix. Number one, no true assessment. Number two, no, no plan. Three, unorganized, not writing out your training. Number four, too many workouts and not enough development. Number five, not evaluating your progress. Number six, neglecting the mental aspect of development. Number seven, not taking care of your body. You got to take care of your body. If you really want to your skill development to improve or get to that next level, you have to take care of your body. So if you're not taking care of your body, you're drinking a lot of sodas, a lot of teas, a lot of juice, you're you're eating a lot of candy and fried food and, and fast food and snacks and all these different things and you're not taking care of your body and you're not getting the proper rest that you need. So you have to make sure that you're fueling your body with the proper nutrients, you're hydrating your body with a lot of water, and that you're also getting the rest that you need. So if you're not taking care of your body, you're going to have a hard time displaying the skills and the ability that you have. So if you're tired or always fatigued, it's going to be hard for you to play at the optimal level that you're capable of playing in. So you got to make sure to take care of your body, okay? Number eight of ten reasons why your skill development is lacking is trying to rush the process. You're trying to skip steps, okay? And I and I get it. Nowadays, we have access to things so quickly. You know, you can go to go online, go to Google, and type something in and get up get all this information. Like research nowadays um, is is so much easier for for students. You know, you don't have to go to the library and get 15 different encyclopedias and all these different books and put them on the table and take a paragraph from here and then take information from here and information from there. Now it's pretty much you go online and you look and boom, it's there. So it's everything is so microwave now It's 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 so quick. It's so easy to gain information and we've become a, accustomed to that. And so now when we're wanting something, I want to be a great shooter. I want to be a great three-point shooter. And and, it, and you see this a lot. I see this a lot with, with, with younger kids. They want to be a great three-point shooter like Steph Curry, but they don't understand the process is not just going out there and jacking them threes. The process is first, learning how to shoot the ball the correct way. Two, learn how to shoot close to the rim the correct way. And then gradually working your way out to the three-point line. But a lot of kids want to skip skip the process. They they want to skip steps and they want to rush the process. They want to go from point A to point Z and they want to skip everything in between. And then they get frustrated when they, when, when they, when they think they're at Z and it's not going as well as they think it should be going. So we have to understand that skill development is a process. It is a journey. Um, it's not a final destination. You will never get to the final destination when it comes to skill development. So you have to make sure you're not rushing the process or skipping any steps. So make sure that you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. All right. Number nine. And this is another big one. Not balancing one on one or private one on one training versus group training. Okay, so not balancing the private one on one and the group training. So here's here's what I mean by this. I do a lot of private training. And and I just it just, I and one of the reasons why that is is because number one, parents feel that their kid needs that one-on-one attention. And I get that. And and some players do. Some players do. I have a lot of parents that come to me and say, Well, you know, what do you suggest? And when they ask me, um, I like to start kids with one-on-one and then I like to transition them into group. Um if the if the kid is really lacking in skills or they're behind some players I may have in the group, I don't want to put them in that group. I want to get them caught up on some things that can only help them when they get to that group. Okay? But you got to have a balance. I think too much of anything could be a bad thing. Right? I think too much of anything could be a bad thing in relation to basketball. I think if you, you know, if you do all one-on-one private training, then there are going to be some things that you miss out on in a group setting. But if you do all group setting, I think there are some things that you can miss out in a one-on-one session. Now, I will say that if you're in a group and everybody is pretty much the same, and you're having to teach, let's say, five kids in the group all how to shoot the ball the correct way because none of them know how to shoot, then you're good. But if you're in a group and you're learning how to shoot the basketball or your skills are two or three notches below the group, then you're going to really miss out. Because as a coach, I got to focus on the best players and not necessarily the worst players. Okay. And I shouldn't say worse, just the, the players that are lacking or the players that are behind. Because what you don't want is your best player to lose interest. So if I'm coaching to my best players, I'm actually coaching up my my players that are that are that are maybe not skilled enough. And so you may be thinking, oh well that's cool then. My kid get coached up. But if if your if your kid doesn't know how to shoot the ball the correct way, they gotta have some private time to really work on that on that shooting. Um so and there's different ways you can get around that. But we don't wanna you don't wanna have too much one on one training and you're not getting any group at all because the basketball is a five on five. It's it's a it's a team sport. It's five on five. Now if this was tennis, yeah, you you could do you probably can get away with private one on one group or private one on one training. But in basketball it's a it's a five-on-five game, So you have to be able to practice with other players. And, and I've had parents tell me in the past, oh, they're shy. They're worried about what the other kids think. Then they shouldn't be playing basketball. Like they need to play golf or tennis, <laughs> something like that, an individual sport uh, so they can practice by themselves. But ultimately you have to be able to perform with a with a team in a team setting. So you want to balance those out. I can't give you the great, the the perfect scenario. You should do with with either one of those, but I just know you don't want to do too much group. You don't want to do too much one on one. So if you mainly want to do one on one, then I would say every every once in a while you should do a couple of sessions of group. If you mainly do group, I think every once in a while you should do you should do a one on one. All right. So 10 reasons of why, you're, why your uh, skill development is lacking and how to fix it. The last one, number 10, you're just not committed. You're just not committed. You're inconsistent. You know, you, you go to the gym on Monday. You might go on Saturday. You only go when you, when you feel like it. You only go when it's convenient. Now, I, you know, I'm not even going to say just when you feel like it. You only go when it's convenient. When, when it's convenient for you to go. Then you'll go. Uh, you had a bad shooting night. Oh, I need to go to the gym and get up some extra shots. Uh, you're not getting the playing time that that you thought you were going to get. Well, I need to go to the gym and work on my game. Um, you know, some some friends of yours are making fun of you and talk about you couldn't play. So now you want to prove a point. So you got a chip on your shoulder. Oh, I'm, finna... I'm gonna go to the gym and work on my game. So it's convenient for you to go, you know. Um, but you get you have to be committed. It, it's it's skill development is something that you have to commit to and skill development if you if you've been listening to my show before you know that I feel like there are five areas of development for the complete basketball player and you have your skills, you have your athletic ability, you have your nutrition, you have your sports performance um and then you have your your IQ, you know, your 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 film, I should say watching film. So those areas is what going to really make a basketball player. And so, you know, you have to be committed to all that. You know, um, you may spend most of your time working on your skills, but then you're also going to look at some film to see what areas you need to improve your game in. But then you're going to take care of your body with your nutrition and your endurance and your conditioning and your strength so that you can be, Uh, even better, you know, you can really enhance your skills because now you have the body to play through contact. You have the strength to finish at the rim. You know, you have the speed and the quickness to separate from your defender. So all these things, you know, work together, but then you're getting the proper rest that you need so you can be, so you can perform at the optimal level. So, but you have to be committed. You, You can't do it only on the days that you feel good. And and I'm talking about these players that are eighth, ninth, and into high school, tenth 11th, twelfth grade, that are wanting to play at the next level that are that say that they're serious about it. A kid that's in elementary school, I you know, I, I don't I'm not really mess up about them doing a whole bunch of like film and you know, watching film and and going out and running on the track and running bleachers. I, I, you know, I don't. I ain't mess up about that. Not at that age, because I, I feel like it, they gotta enjoy it. They gotta learn the game. Make sure that they're having fun. Uh, but they have their own level of commitment. Their own level of commitment could be, you know, going outside and playing by themselves two days a week. And then maybe go into a practice one day a week you know so it could be a number of different things but you have to be committed so if if your skills have been lacking i gave you and i'm gonna go through these again 10 reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix it number one no true assessment you got to make sure you got to know where you are you got to understand your abilities what areas that you excel in what areas you're lacking in so And you can get that assessment from from anybody that knows the game, that's seen you play, and that could be an asset to you by giving you a a true and full, honest assessment. So number one is no true assessment. Number two, you don't have a plan. Number three, you're unorganized. You're not right now what you need to do. Number four, you have too many workouts and not enough development. So you're doing all the the hurdles and the push-ups and the parachutes and and all that stuff is good as a place for that. But you also got to make sure that you're actually really committed to working on your skills. Number five, not evaluating your progress. You got to know how you're coming along. What do you need to do uh, to improve? Do you need to stop working on a certain skill and really focus on something else? So you got to evaluate your progress. Number six, neglecting the mental aspect of development. Number seven, not taking care of your body. Number eight, trying to rush the process or skip steps. Number nine, not balancing. One on one training with group training. You don't want one of, you don't want to be just a one on one guy. You don't want to just be a workout player, but you you got to try to mix those in every once in a while. And then number ten, you just you're not committed. You got to make sure that you're committed and committed to all areas of development when you're talking about becoming a complete player. Okay, you got to have the mental, you got to have the athletic, and you got to have the skills. And that could be done through film or or improving your IQ. You got to have your skills, you got to have your sports performance, you got to have your nutrition, the whole nine. Uh, There's a lot of different areas that you'll want to improve in. So that is it, season five, episode number nine 10 reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix it. Before I let y'all go, um, y'all make sure to check out my website, tjonesfirm.com. Has all the information about different things that I offer, things that I do. Y'all be sure to check that out. If you have a question or if you need help with anything uh, in relation to skill development, whether it's putting together a program, how to get started, if you have questions, if you're a trainer and you're like, I've been, you know, this is something I've been struggling with, and you know, shoot me an email, info at tjonesfirm.com. Uh, Be sure to follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. That handle is at NBNBball. I'm also on LinkedIn. Look me up, TJ uh, Jones. And also my book. I released a book earlier this year. It's called The Skill Development Playbook. It is a book that is is on skill development, of course, uh, but it's not a drill book. So it's going to give you information on skill development different terminology things you you should consider things you should know and understand because I think a lot of coaches and trainers just go to YouTube find drills put drills down on paper and say okay this is what we're gonna this is what we're gonna do and there's actually more to it than just the drill to me the drill is the easy part every coach trainer that's in this profession has one, two, or three people. They can just call up and say, coach, you know, my team, or um, uh, I got this player that's struggling with, you know, rebound. I got a player that is struggling with their ball handling against pressure. Or my team is struggling with, with passing against pressure. What drills do you do to work on passing versus pressure? And you can get drills. So I always feel like drill is the easy part. You can go to YouTube and search drills. You can – have subscriptions to different websites to get drills. So the drills, the getting the drills is the easy part, but there's more to than just having drills. There's some other things that you got to consider and know and understand. And so the Skill Development Playbook takes a dive into that and talks about some of those other things other than just drills. So that is it. That is a wrap. Uh, we will be back next week. And I will have some more interviews coming up. I have some uh some some really good coaches and trainers gonna be coming on. Uh so y'all be looking forward to that. Uh, again, y'all make sure to contact me through my through my social media. Oh, my book, one more thing I forgot. I didn't even tell you where you can find the book. Um, you can find the book on Amazon if you go to Amazon and type in the skill development playbook. They have the paperback for $9.99. You can get the Kindle version for $3.99, or you can find it on my website. Uh tjonesfirm.com forward slash sdp hyphen book it has all the information i also have some testimonials for some different coaches nba coach college coach high school coaches just to kind of tell you what they think about the book but you can buy the paperback for 9 dollars or you can buy the pdf download for $3.95 so just let me know uh, if you have any questions about the book Uh, or if you want to, you know, if you, if you purchase it and when you purchase it, it gives you a link to a, to a free online course. And I think the online course has about 20 plus hours of video content. So y'all be sure to check that out, but until next time, thank y'all and God bless.